two, one. guys happy friday happy uh pre fourth of july weekend oh gosh i got that black background let me see if i can do that let's see if it does it like this should clear up nope it didn't so i got this big yellow blob around my head isn't that nice <laughs> happy pre fourth hope you guys have had a great week my name is dr missy hood welcome to the 15 minute rev i'm sorry i got a late start today about an hour late not too bad but also know it's Friday, so a lot of people are probably getting on and getting a great start with their 4th of July weekend. Don't let the enemy stop you. I'm not kidding. They're trying to do that with a lot of different psyops going on right now. <clears throat> if you haven't been following me on my news uh, things that, um, and it's not, I'm not posting the news, but I do post and track with Gateway Pundit and things like that. There's a major psyop going on. Isn't it really, really convenient that this there's a strike going on with Delta Airlines right now? Where, and it's just convenient around the 4th of July weekend right when we're trying to get off and try to have a break from all the craziness that they've already tried to create around us and cause us so i mean it's just convenient to me i just find it kind of odd you know but i'm, I'm just calling it what it is because it's just so ridiculous these people think we're so stupid but that's not the point of my conversation with you today <clears throat> the point of my conversation with you today in the 15 minute rev is called approaching finish lines big old demons have been conjured right now big demons like big, big, bigger. And I'll tell you how I found this out in a second. Uh, also, General George S. Patton, gold in my ear. Churchill mantles have been released on God's people. And so God is uh, using these old style leaders or their mantles, their anointings to show God's people the way back home. And sometimes it takes um, a mantle or the way that an old leader led in order to show you and to toughen you up and to get you and help you step up into position so you realize that you can finish <clears throat> because God finished. God finished the task that God put before him. His son finished the task. God finishes what he starts. He's expecting us to do the same. So with that, hope uh, you enjoy the background today. I feel like felt kind of like a Miami vibe going on. I felt like it was kind of Miami-ish, kind of a Miami day. Maybe I wanted to be in Miami. I don't know. But the way the world has been going, it kind of makes you want to run away, doesn't it? But you can't. There's nowhere to run because you can't fly now because of delta so there's nowhere to fly on unless you fly and make your own wings or whatnot so anyway whatever so hope you've had a great week welcome to friday you have nothing to fear <clears throat> but god because fear is not a part of god god there's no fear in love hey caroline god bless you there's no fear in love there's no fear in love at all and god wants you to know you know i've been sensing like this major depression major oppression it's blankets of witchcraft by the way because remember you're in c2 that's part of c2 we can always count on good old c2 to bring in all the the crappy strange fire along with holy fire because that's just part of c2 that's our favorite time of the year god love it but um yeah so they're releasing oppression depression on you blankets of witchcraft on the intercessors on the front runners by the way that's a major strategy to try to pull you out of love it's, if you ever f have fear doubt unbelief discouragement or depression hopelessness despair these are all red flags of witchcraft they're strategically sent in to pull you out of love to pull you out of power so you've got to strike them down exodus 7 11 and 12 so that you step right back into love and you can continue to maintain your position continue moving forward <clears throat> so it's a strategy 
But in this season, God also wants you to know, I've got a plan for you. There's nothing to be afraid of. The Lord says, I've got a plan for you. And I'm going to fulfill the promise that I made over your life. I've got a destiny for you. And all you're called to do is finish the task. Stay on course. And so God is telling you, I finished what I start. Do you? Do you finish what you start? Or do you get caught up in everything that's going on around you? Everything that you see with your eyes. Hello, your eyes will fail you. Don't believe in everything you see with your eyes because your eyes will fail you. The Lord says, this is what's causing a lot of you to fall prey, P-R-E-Y, to the lies of the devil that you have no future. It's such a lie. This is such a lie. You have a future. God promised. He promised. He gave you a future. Why would he birth you into this time span if he didn't have a future for you? So God's saying, this is my time, not the devil's time. Refocus. Refocus. Quit watching the fake news. Quit watching all this garbage. Quit listening to so many voices. Tap into the few, maybe two. I just limit mine. I listen and God tells me who to listen to and, and I don't deviate. I don't spread myself thin listening and opening myself up to the Balaam's prophets, the false prophets. I just don't. I don't. And not even to the spirit of religion operating on some prophets because some of them need deliverance. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm listening to people with pure words, with the pure spirit of love on them. And, and, and so far, so good. So far, so good. So hopefully you're doing the same. But if you didn't catch me on Tuesday, and hopefully you did. Hopefully you did. Hopefully uh, you also caught Shark Week last week. Shark Week ended on Sunday, and I was sad. I was very sad because I love Shark Week. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Shark Week's a blast. One of my best friends lives in Australia. And I asked Sherilyn, I said, Sherilyn, what do you do with sharks? You guys have great works all, all around your all around your, your banks there. And she said, oh, no. She calls me mate. She goes, oh, no, mate. No, mate. She goes, we've got shark net. She goes, but Africa is the place for great whites, if you want to see great whites. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, I don't. But I got to watching a little bit of the replay from Shark Week. And on Shark Week, if you caught the replays, they found a megalodon. <clears throat> I have a point where I'm going with this. They found a real megalodon on the coast of Cape Town, South Africa. And everybody's like, no, no, that can't be possible because they, li they just lived back in the times of the dinosaurs. Go catch it on YouTube. Seriously, this is on YouTube. Um, it's also on Discovery Channel. It's really fascinating. And what happened was there was a boat full of people who went out fishing <clears throat> and they ticked off this huge gray white and it capsized their boat. They caught it. They hooked it on a huge hook and it was huge. These things are as big as a Boeing 747. That's how big a Megalodon is. And everybody's like, no, that can't be possible. That cannot be possible. Those, those types of sharks are extinct. Well, when they went to go and actually, uh, they went to try to find the bodies of these people. Cause it was like nine of them on a, sh on a boat, on this big boat. Um, they found the entire boat. If you see the YouTube video, it was bit in half by this huge shark and the boat was big. The boat was probably as big as maybe almost a Mack truck trailer. That's a pretty big boat and it bit the thing in half. So it had to be a really, really big shark. And then they found the camera <clears throat> from one of the people on board because they were filming the entire incident and they heard they, they like uh, eliminated all of the sound in, out of the white waves and the wind and stuff <clears throat> in the water because it was an underwater camera. And they heard somebody scream, shark, shark, it's a shark. So why am I telling you that? Why am I telling you that? Because I thought it was really kind of weird that I was watching that last night. I was just kind of like, why am I watching this? This is so, why would I scare myself before bed like this? And the Lord said, because these are the big, these are how big the demons are that the witches and Satanists are conjuring against my people. They're desperate. They're desperate to stop the intercessors, to stop the front runners. And everybody's like, no, you can't. Do you really think they, they wouldn't do that? They know how to do what they, they've been doing, what they've been doing for centuries. They conjure these demons. They, they place salt circles on the ground. They use these pentagrams and they're not only conjuring demons. Hello, if you're operating in the courts of heaven, you need to restrain them. I call them big sharks. I don't know what their names are. I could care. 
but they're big, strong demons. And that's why if you've been feeling heavy duty resistance as an intercessor, as a front runner, this is that, this is that. So then on top of that, they're trying to make us lethargic because they know we're already tired. And by the way, good news. They're just as tired as you are. They're just as tired as you are. And, but guess what? Your job as an intercessor and a front runner, you don't ever run out of strength. Isn't that good news? You can ask Jesus for a brand new door to walk through at any time. Lord, will you please activate Isaiah 40, 31 on my life? <clears throat> Strengthen me. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So for the Christian, getting tired is not an option because you're always reinvigorated. You have those opportunities. Unlike the occult, they're only relying on their own power. So I'm really disappointed. I wish that little yellow area would go away. <laughs> let's, let's see if it will. Let's see. Is that, is that weird? <laughs> Who cares? I hate that. It's not going away. Oh, well, so you have to just deal with that. Okay. <laughs> will you deal with that? I should have put a background in that, but it probably wouldn't have made it go away. Oh, well, so let's stay on track. So what does this mean to you? What does it mean to you? If you're in America and you're in the fight that we're in, if we're in the same fight, I think we are. A lot of us are who are catching the replays and catching this, this video. If, if we're in the same fight, um, that means these big old demons have been released against America to keep you from getting your freedom back. So you're going to have to learn how to fight. And you're not going to get distracted because if you do, the enemy is about to eat some of your lunches. <clears throat> yep. So how's witchcraft treating you? Let's go there. Um, I mean, go over. Thank you for reminding me about that, Lord. Let me let me tell you what they're going to be bringing up against you this month. These are what you're going to take into the courts of heaven. By the way, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me about that. Um, they have been doing what they've been doing for so long. And they have certain feasts and different days that they practice and that they honor. Um, July's a biggie. July's a biggie because, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not trying to be crass by telling you what they do. This is what they do. I'm just shooting straight up with you. If you want this list, email me at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com. We'll keep you abreast of when their full moons are. We have a full moon coming up on July 13th. It's called a buck moon. Um, you're going to need to know that because they get reinvigorated, transformed. They get their gifts rejuvenated. During the full moon, you're going to need to bind the lesser light in the courts of heaven. <clears throat> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. July 1st, they're celebrating. That's today, by the way. They're celebrating the demon's revel. Um, it's a type of uh, a blood celebration. There are there's sex magic going on. They have druid sexual associations with demons. Doesn't that sound like a heap of fun? Yuck. So then July 13th, again, is the full moon. That's where they get rejuvenated. That's where they come back in and they, they try to um, try to garner as much power as they can to make it through. Now, remember, on the 29th, I believe, we're coming up on the month of Av on July 29th. So what does that mean to you? That basically means as we're heading into the 9th of Av, there are several things going on around you. And this is part of the contributing factor that adds to your stress. So I'm going to need you guys to keep your focus during this time. From now, remember I told you from April 30th through the 9th of off, it starts off okay. And then you hit July and it starts amping up. All the pressure starts amping up. Remember I told you too in the, the part of God's heart C2, there's holy fire versus unholy fire, strange fire. And it's purposefully allowed by God to see what we're going to choose. Are we going to go back to what's familiar or are we going to allow the pressure to refine us? And we, I hate it. I, I'm sorry. I'm honest. I hate it um, because it's difficult. It's, it's stressful. Nobody likes to be under stress for 30 days at a time, if not more. But it's just part of our walk, right? As God uses it to push us into resurrection power. So we have a choice 24 hours a day. To choose life over death, right? We've got a choice. And in the process of that, part of that strange fire is amped up through these demonic holidays and these demonic 
rituals and all these different things that are going on. So that's what's contributing to the stress around you. Not to mention the stress that God is amping up through his fire. If you're pressing in him, actually the good news is for God, for those who are pressing into God, if you're, if you're choosing to get free, hopefully you are, <clears throat> because that's the only way to battle in this day and time. You're going to have to get free in order to get the power of God. I'm going to go into that here in a second. Um, but in order for you, for those of you who are choosing to get free, you're choosing resurrection power, you're choosing life. The power of God, as he's coming into your vessel, it should be like a bittersweet thing, if you will. So even though you've got pressure around you, you've got pressure in you, but the pressure in you is sustaining you. Okay. It's actually helping you to overcome what's on the outside of you. Does that make sense? So it's a plus, it's a win-win for us to get free on top of garnering more firepower through refining, through refiner's fire as we learn to battle what's around us. So that's why God's saying, don't be so focused on what's on the outside of you. Be focused on me because I'm going to help walk you through this and I'm going to get you through the ninth evolve as I work you into the eye of the needle. Hello, I think that's August 17th this year. Go check that out. Don't take me at my word. Go look that up yourself. But yeah, so as you're heading into the Knights of Av, August 17th, don't ask me about the dates and why they chose that. Um, that's just how they are. That's how the Jewish people are. Um, God love them. But they chose the dates and it changes every year. <clears throat> but we're getting, or we're supposed to be getting unsaddled. We're supposed to be getting, un having things taken off, grave clothes taken off so we can head on through the eye of the needle out of the old and into the new. So what else is going on then during the month of July for you? Another thing to track against. So July 20th through the 26th, it's called the grand climax. That sounds like a ton of fun, huh? So um, it's basically ceremonial preparation. It's abductions, ceremonial preparations for sacrificial victims for the grand climax. It's innocent blood sacrifices for those of you practicing and entering into the courts of heaven you need to bind all this stuff and i'm hoping i can actually let me see if i can highlight it and put it into my youtube video so you guys can actually copy it it may or may not let me you can copy it ask me yeah let me see if it lets me it may not it's too much sorry email me instead Email me at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com. I'll be happy to send you a copy of this uh, calendar. But I'll tell you exactly what is when. So then on the 27th, then, is the grand climax of July. Um, right before the eye of the needle. And that makes sense, right? Because of all the pressure we're under. So it's five weeks and a day after the summer solstice. So this is what they do. They do sex magic. I'm not going to tell you what all types. That's nasty. Um, human sacrifice. This is the nastiness of the devil. So that leads us through into the ninth of all. So that's what's coming up for witchcraft. And let's see what else they're hitting you with now. Um, got, got the demonic holidays covered. Now let's cover the other. The enemy is using people who think they have covenant with the Lord, but don't to release word cursings and evil decrees using the word of God in malice. But I'm going to let you in on a little secret today. The Lord just showed me this yesterday. He called them the drooling fools. I should have named this 15 minutes. I read that the drooling fools. That's what he called them because they're always dribbling the word of God out of their mouth. And these people no more know the Lord or have covenant with him than the man in the moon. The Lord said, how will you know my people by my love? But let me take you to the scripture that explained this to me through Psalms 50, 16 through 21. And he calls these people the drooling fools. He said, next, God calls up the wicked and he says, what are you up to? Quoting my laws, talking like we're good friends. You never answer the door when I call. You treat my words like garbage. If you find a thief, you make him your buddy. Adulterers are your friends of choice. Your mouth drools filth lying is a serious art form with you you stab your own brother in the back you rip off your little sister i kept a quiet patience while you did these things 
because you thought I went along with your game. But now I'm calling you on the carpet. Now, laying your wickedness out in plain sight. If you're in the courts of heaven, use this for people who are drooling fools. They're called people who, they're fake Christians who think that they're God's child, but they're operating in the flesh. They're usually Balaam's prophets, Jezebel's. And they keep getting their butts kicked in the courts of heaven by people because God says it's all about the heart. I'm just going to be blunt about it. There's no, there's no point in mincing words or beating around the bush on these matters. Things are what they are. And so God is saying, I'm, I've separated out my people groups. You'll know my people by my love. And by the way, don't misunderstand love. Because people who know the love of Christ know also that God gets tough on people. He'll get tough on you. And it doesn't mean those people are any less loving because Jesus did it with the cat of nine tails in the temple courts where he beat them up one side and down the other and said, take your brand of love somewhere else. Take your wares, take your crap somewhere else and take your people with you. Your Jezebels, take them with you. God says not to ever tolerate the spirit of Jezebel. Get it out of your house. It will pollute your prophets. It will pollute your headship. Its main objective is to pollute your body. It's the front runner for the Antichrist spirit. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting, huh? Interesting. So those are the drooling fools that you're dealing with right now. Um, and I was actually encouraged after he explained that to me yesterday because I wasn't expecting that scripture to show up. But he always does that. He always explains who is who. And, it, and it's funny to me because we have so many under the app. He's trying to free us from the apparatus of religion right now. He's trying to help us understand what has kept us imprisoned all these years. It was strategically put in place over the body. If you listen to me on Tuesday, I explained a little bit of that to you. The politics behind it, the apparatus of religion, which kept us locked into doctrines of demons, traditions of men, not me because I wasn't raised in the church, but some of a lot of the people, 85% of the body. And so now God is saying, that's not my way. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. It's based in the flesh. Follow my ways, follow my heart, follow my word and practice it. Practice what you learn. You have to, if you want transformation, you have to practice what you learn because once you learn it, you're held accountable for what you've learned. So <clears throat> this brings us to second Kings 18, 13 through 1937, where it's talking about removing the evil from within. And it was occurring during a time in Israel's day when Hezekiah was charged by God to remove all the idols, all the evils from without. But the Lord's saying, what about the evil from within? What about the evil from within? Especially when judgment is starting at the house of the Lord. What about the evil from within? It's so easy to stand anywhere and, you know, we can look at other people's faults, but are we willing to look at our own? I have, I get challenged with it every day. I get chastised just like you. I'm not off the, off the starting lineup or whatever you want to call it. Or when God's putting his finger on things, he calls me out just like he does you. And I'm just as human as you are. But are you willing and humble enough before a holy God to say, you know what, God, you're right. I did that. Do you own your stuff? I always tell our teams, if you are willing to own your stuff, It'll take you a long way in the kingdom. But we have a lot of people who don't want to do the hard work, but they want the power. They want the power. And God's like, your ways aren't my ways. And as long as you continue down this pathway, you'll stay stuck. You will stay stuck because God is all about kingdom right now. He's all about raising up true sons and daughters of Issachar <clears throat> who know the signs and the times. And so it's easy for God's people to make idols out of good things and even bad things. But in this season, you need to understand when things have outlived their usefulness. We're moving over from the bad into the good now. Because God will, he'll have us move from faith to faith and glory to glory. And there are different scriptures possibly used in different seasons. But now they've outlived their usefulness. So you've got to learn to move with the cloud. It could be old scriptures, like I said. Old words, old wineskins, different ways different moves from past seasons and God's saying intercessor grab your bible and begin to move again with the cloud into the new place the new season this is that time 
I'm moving again. I'm moving you again. And don't get stuck here. Don't let your heart get stuck in this place where you become uh, enthralled in this onslaught of fear that's hitting the body right now, being afraid that I don't have a future for you. I've got a grand future for you, says the Lord, a great future. And the Lord says, for those people that are considered the army of God, the Lord says, unless you have received an article 15 in the body of Christ, that means you've had a dishonorable discharge for not complying with God's standards, then you're continuing to move out of the old and right on through. Dishonorable discharge means you probably don't get your prayers answered. So Lord says, you don't want to be caught in this hour trying to do the job of an army cook when God's called you to be a fighter pilot. He needs you to move on through. He's telling you there are different scriptures for different seasons. He's going to start loading you up with new scriptures, new strategies in this season. And he's going to start unveiling these things to you. It's probably already started to happen to a lot of you. And so, you know, he's not into people jerry-rigging things with the word of God in this hour, meaning doing things your own way. That's an old Southern term, by the way, jerry-rigging something. Have you ever tried to, hey, Jason, have you ever tried to um, start a tractor with a spoon <laughs> like a cook would do? You are with different job skills or job tools that you did in last season old scriptures in last season old scriptures for last season the anointing wears off you have to do something new you have to move in with the new tools in this season so you have to keep coming into maturity to move into the higher job functions that god is calling you into and god is saying help me promote you by willing to get out of the old willing to get out of this old place in your heart your mind your will and your emotions give it to me let me free you so I can get you into the front lines and learning to fight with me. Um, because in this season, the way to find out what you're called to do, you're going to get it. You're going to be getting free. Do you realize when you stay earthbound, you're staying stuck in a place that keeps you focused on the here and now. So you don't really see what you're called to do. But if you're called to be a son and daughter of Visicar, the more free you get, the more you see your future, the more you see what God has called you into. It becomes clear. It becomes very, very clear. That's an answer to your question over here. But in this season, the Lord is saying you're going to have enemies without and enemies within. The only enemies you're going to have within are the ones you refuse to get free from. And so these enemies without, though, are non-covenant people pretending that they know God but do not. How do you know God's people? By his love. Not the self-righteous people that are full of contempt for thinking that they're holier than thou or have moral superiority over people. Oh, I'm so much more holier than you. No, you're not. Look at your own heart. Look at your nasty heart. That's not God. God hates a haughty spirit. I don't know about the God you serve. My God, Jesus, hates a haughty spirit. He hates. He hated the Pharisees for the same reason. Because they thought they had more holiness than him. Now that's a dichotomy. So anyway, they were, God is trying to show these people right now in this season. He's trying to differentiate who is God's and who is not. That's what we're seeing him do. There's a, remember I told you there was a severe, a severe separating going on. And we're definitely seeing the differentiation about who is who, who's in God's kingdom and who is not. Um, who is ginning up their own evil against God people thinking that God's not paying attention? And who is not? Who is learning to try to keep the peace with all people? Trying to go to their brother. If you have all with your brother, you're learning how to talk to your brother or your sister. You're learning how to work things out and do things God's way. You're actually practicing the word that God's giving you. So in this season, the Lord's saying, there are three different types of people that we're dealing with right now. There are those who want to give up. There are those who want to go back to the old. <clears throat> they want to go back to Egypt. And then there are those wanting to go on with God and they're willing to do it his way. They're willing to get deliverance. Those are the only three people groups operating. And the Lord is saying, you know, I know a lot of you have been through a lot. I know that I've, I test you. I test you all the time. And that the test has gotten intense. The fight has gotten intense. He knows the battles we're fighting. 
He knows where we're at. But he's saying this too. He said, you want to know what? He said, I actually put these battles in your pathways to force you to choose to grow up and show up or get left behind. He get, he's giving us a choice. And you know, I even when it goes so far as to say this, and you're going to think, wow, that's a stretch, Dr. Missy. Um, I really believe this, but I believe the prodigal sons are doing better than the prodigal sons brothers. Because the prodigal sons have already been out in the world. They've already rolled around in the pigs, the pig pen, but they're also, they've gotten a lot of uh, practical knowledge about how people operate and what, who God, who they had before, what, who God was to them before. So they've come back in with the spirit of humility because of knowing what they had, knowing what they had. And so as opposed to the prodigal son's brothers who have been in church all their life, no offense to those of you who are that, but I'm, I'm being sincere when I say this, because the temptation with the prodigal son's brothers is this mindset of thinking, well, I am holier than thou. I have arrived and that, maybe that's not you, but of this moral superiority and thinking, well, I did what I was supposed to do. What's wrong with you? Well, you know, we all have different callings and different walks and God also puts different testings in our paths, knowing the choices that we're going to make, knowing where it's going to lead us. But he's all doing it with purpose because he also knows the end from the beginning. He knows that those who are going to come back to him and who he's going to use in the hour that he's going to place them into to help a people group that he's going to use them for. And so who are we to judge one another is what I'm trying to say. Who are we to judge one another? And so we're in a season or a crossroads now where people are being forced to choose right here, right now as to whether they're going to allow God to mature them or if they're going to get left behind. And the Lord's saying we need to be seeking him in all things so that we can hear what he has to say about every matter and then allow him to direct us, even in our relationships, in our heart mindsets, so we can find our way forward into our futures. And the only way to do that is to let him help us strategize and help him, allow him to help us see what's holding us back. Is it us? Is it something from within? Or is it something from without? Because God sees all. He's omniscient. And so the Lord's saying, you know, you're going to know in this hour if something's of God. Acts 539, if something's of God, Lord's saying, I'm beginning to fight for my people now. I'm beginning to fight for my people. And you're not, they're not fighting you anymore. These enemies from without, they're not fighting you anymore. They're fighting him. And so a lot of them are getting their rears kicked because now God's had a little bit, he's getting testy with them. He's had enough. So if you're taking a lot of backlash retaliation, you're thinking, why is it, why aren't my prayers working? Why isn't this working in the courts? And why is it that? Because the courtrooms of heaven are a deliverance tool. Did you not know that? They're a deliverance tool. They're to show us what's in our hearts. If you're not of God, if God didn't speak it, if love didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. And by the way, if you don't know anything about the Bible, I think it's Genesis 38, 8 through 10 that states about Onan. You're familiar with Onan, the, the brother who didn't want to sleep with his brother's wife. And so he spewed a seed on the ground. Hello, God is not an evil God. I'm not trying to be crass and saying this. I'm being straight up honest with you. God is not evil and God is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. But for an evil heart trying to use the tools of God and that heart won't get cleaned up. God is saying, I'll spew your seed all over the ground. I'm not an evil God. The Lord says you being evil, give good gifts to your children. What more will your father in heaven do for you? That's not just referring to gifts. It's referring to the things you pray. So God is not going to subject his goodness and his good name to be used through a devilish heart of evil. He brings life, not death. So all those seeds have to fall to the ground. Imagine that. God makes a way where there is no way. So it's a, the court then serves as a deliverance tool if you're willing to look at yourself or you're just wasting your time for the non-covenant people. And so God is serious about covenant. He's very, very serious about us keeping covenant because he keeps his covenant. But he's also serious about us doing things his way. And so this is why the enemy, 
is getting his rear tore up in the courts of heaven. Thank God for those of you who operate there because God is fighting for those who know him. The enemy makes his plans, but God's plans will always supersede the devil's. And so the Lord is seeing who's standing with him in this hour and who's standing up for himself. Especially witches and Satanists, they're really getting torn up in this hour, thank God, because of the power showing up on God's true remnant. See, all of it takes, see, this is what's so interesting to me, because the Lord is saying, and I don't know about you, but I've been listening to a lot of these speakers, and they're saying we have fewer Christians, true Christians in this hour, those practicing the word of God that they've learned, we have few, few. Remember the little statement in the Bible, Lord, Lord, depart from me, I knew you not, that little scripture. 85% of the body. I'm, I hate to say that. That sounds like a really negative Nelly thing to say. And they're thinking, oh, come on, Dr. Missy. That's self-righteous of you. I'm just telling you what he's showing me. God says, I'm coming back for a mature bride. I'm coming back for a bride who kept her lamp lit. I'm coming back for a warring bride. Where do you fall? Are you afraid to grow up? Are you afraid to show up? Are you afraid to fight? Are you afraid that you may not be who you say you are? Are you afraid to let God see who you are? He already knows. He already knows. What are you hiding from? It's not like we're hiding from anybody. We can't hide anything from God. Not inside or out. He sees all. So it's time to either start dealing with our own heart conditions and step into truth. Or take your article 15 and go serve the devil. Because you already are. Seriously. So here we go. God's like, your times are in my hands for those of you who are in the remnant. All it takes is a few good men and women of God. Gideon fought like this. And God's reiterated that last night to me about the Gideon's army and about how all it takes is a few good men and women of God, pure hearted men and women. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Because those are the hearts that move mountains. And if you look at these scriptures, by the way, God dealt with Israel's enemies like this. He was beating Israel's enemies so badly that they literally, I'm afraid to tell you what they were doing, but I'll tell you, the enemies of Israel were so afraid they began to eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Go read it yourself. And this is how, how bad the fight is getting for the enemies of God. They were desperate. They were desperate. They didn't know what to do. They were totally freaking out. And these are people determined to do things their own way because they were getting skunked on the battlefield. Thank God. But the Lord's saying in this way, in this hour, excuse me, in this hour, he's saying, where do you think you're at? Where are you at? Because this isn't Burger King and you're not going to get it your way. My name is Yahweh. It's going to be my way or you can hit the highway. And there will always be enemies that think more of themselves than they ought. They operate in haughtiness. Always kicking at the pricks of the power of God. Always thinking they're bigger than God. Ever met those types of bullies before? God hates a bully. He takes care of bullies. But God's also wearying of them now. He's weary. And so are his true warriors. And so his true warriors are beginning to show up. And allowing God to fight through them. And they're saying, you know what, God? And they, you understand the art of war, too. You know, war is war. It's just business. You don't take your emotions with you into war. Although I do feel like that sometimes our emotions can kind of tag us sometimes. And, and, and they can, if you allow them to rule and reign over you, unless you're focused, hopefully you're focused. Um, if you think too much about a thing and you feel like you're lacking power, your emotions can overtake you. But if you know whose you are and who you are, you're realizing it's not you fighting. It's the Lord fighting through you. And you start realizing, hey, man, I don't have to fight this battle. God's doing it through me. He's showing me exactly what to pray, exactly what to say. And he's showing up every day. He's showing up. He's Johnny on the spot. And he starts praying. As long as you keep your appointments with him, he shows up. So he's showing you exactly what to say and pray. So he's showing you who's who. And he's showing you what you can do if you stay aligned with him. And this is what Israel did. Their enemies, they had to face their enemies. They had to face the leaders on those enemies. And by the way, if you have enemies 
and leaders telling you if you're an enemy of God. Be careful. You think you may be God's, but you're listening to leaders. Just like in Hezekiah's day, King Hezekiah had leaders. They, they were telling, trying to tell Israel, God's not going to fight for you. He's not going to rescue you. God is with us. God is with us in our spirit of religion. God is with us in our spirit of the political arena that we think we can fight. We're going to do it our way. We're going to be like Elvis Presley. We're going to do it our way. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. So they were telling these people, you know, you can still operate in this false apparatus and you can still have power. That's still working. How's that working for you now? Because the, the heat's getting hot. Have you noticed? And so this king that was against King Hezekiah was brazen enough to tell God's true people, if you come with me, I'll allow you to eat from your own garden. This is how the devil operates. I'll allow you. I will allow you. Not God. I will allow you. I, 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 to eat from your own garden and drink from your own wells, but you will have to come with me to another land. Now, I don't know about you, but the Yahweh that I serve, if God tells me, I'm taking you to your promised land. <clears throat> I don't want you to look to the left or to the right. And it's just like the prophet that he told, when I take you into this location, I don't want you stopping anywhere. I want you to go exactly where I tell you. Don't stop and eat and drink with anybody. But he did. And it cost him his life, by the way, right? Remember that guy? Yeah, don't be that guy. So um, the Lord is saying, when I tell you I'm going to take you somewhere. I want you to put your blinders on and I don't want you to listen to anybody else but me. Just listen to me. Believe me. Trust me. I'm going to finish what I start. So Lord says, I'm keeping my people for such a time as this that I'm taking you out of the old and I'm empowering you with resurrection power. But if you're listening to people who want to stay in the old and they don't want to change and they don't want to grow up, they're going to keep you planted right there with them. You want to know why they want to do that? They want to do that. And they're challenging the people in the new move because it makes them look at themselves. They're having to do a new thing. They're having to do an inventory, a self inventory because hello, judgment starts at the house of God. And they're having to change. People don't like change, but if you want change in your outer atmospheres, you're going to have to change on the inside. To accommodate what's coming on the outside. The Lord's saying, be careful who you allow to whisper lies in your ears or bad leadership. Trying to make promises they can no more keep than the man of the moon because they're not of God. And any leader that tries to get their sheep to do their dirty work for them is not of God. They're non-covenant. These are Jezebel's or Balaam's prophets led by the Antichrist spirit. Remember I told you Jezebel is the front runner for the Antichrist. But if a leader's not pointing you towards love, even tough love, because we know God's people by his love. And sometimes if you mess with God's people long enough, God's toughness will rise up against those challenging it. Because this particular king that was challenging God believed more in his flesh than he did God. So he was trying to get the remnant to go back underneath the old apparatus with him rather than receive God's freedom moving into blessings. So the little g are spirits in some of these people, the idols. Remember, Hezekiah was charged with removing idols from within, idols from without. But these were the gods these people were listening to. Or they were the demons in their bloodlines instead of listening to God, trusting God, Yahweh. They had been listening to those little g's for so long that they actually lost their ability to hear the true voice of the true and living God. Have you, have you gotten stuck somewhere? Have you been listening to people around you for so long, thinking you could trust them, and you, then you're seeing life kind of pass you by, and you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, something's wrong with this picture. Why aren't my blessings coming in? Why hasn't life changed for me? Could it be you're stuck? Could it be that God's been trying to get you to try a new thing and go to a new church or do listen to a different leader for such a long time and you just want to stay with familiar because you think it's safe for you, said the crabs to the one crab that was trying to get out and get free. All the while, the water was boiling all around them. In order to have to have a new thing, you have to be willing to do something new. But the people in this hour, 
are so tired and battle weary. The Lord says that they become like a mother in labor in the last hour who carried the baby for so long that she lost the ability to push because of fatigue. Is that you? This is what I believe is falling on America right now. The enemy's trying to wear you out. It says in the end times, he'll wear out the saints. The enemy will try to purposely wear you out to make you to where you give up. You give up your dreams. You give up your nation. You give up your freedoms. All the things going on around you right now are emotional psyops. Do you understand that? Do you know what that what that looks like? Did you hear my word from from Tuesday, the, psych, the prophetic word that God told me about the seven mountains and about everything that's impacted our seven mountains, how we went from where we were at to where we are now, how we got here, it was strategically planned. And now you're in the last phase of it. If you fall for it, I don't think a lot of people are. They're all rising up now, thank God. And people are starting to hear the truth and they're like, forget this noise. They shut you down for 4th of July weekend when you can't travel. The gas prices are too high for you to travel and actually take a load off to where you can actually relax and enjoy a good 4th of July. No, no, they're not going to let you do that. They're inflating food prices where you can't have family over. They're isolating you. They don't want you in unity because they know people in unity where people dwell together in unity. God is there. There's power in unity. It's a psyop. Recognize what they're doing to you. And quit falling prey to the crap. Quit falling prey. What you need to do, the Lord told me, quit looking for things on TV to watch. There's nothing good on TV. Have you noticed there's nothing good on the theaters anymore? Nothing good on TV? That's a psyop. Because then they confine you. They hinder you to make you stay inside with COVID. So there's nothing for you to be entertained by. Nothing on your phone. Nothing on TV. So you start getting cabin fever. And they make you codependent upon a phone. All you want to do is be on your phone. That was a plan, by the way, um, to where you don't know how to relate with people anymore. So you've lost your ability to do the simple things. The Lord told me when I was talking to him this last week about the seven mountain things. And the Lord told me that um, he said, Missy, so there's no point in you going and trying to find any type of movie or anything to watch on TV because there's nothing on. There's nothing of value on. He goes, go grab a good book instead. Go outside, spend time with your family. Do the things that you should have been doing all along. Getting back to the basics of love. Go spend time, quality time with people that you love. And if you want to start with a good book, start with mine. Because I'll always tell you the truth instead of what you've been experiencing. So don't get battle weary. This is why part of your fatigue is why all the enemies of God are coming out of the woodwork at the remnant in this hour, because they're trying to keep you from fighting. They're trying to keep you in a psyop. They're trying to keep you disillusioned because of your effectiveness in prayer. I don't know about you, but I'd be highly motivated about right now. I'd be like, yeah, let's get this show on the road, big dog. Let's go. Let's go. Because the devil's now using the church, the occult, and even family to dissuade you from coming out and through people that don't want to change. Lord saying, keep fighting, trust me and keep coming forward and quit listening to the old sharks because these old demons, these big old demons have been released against your ability to trust me and come out and through. But God has a future for you. And then Acts 21, 1 through 17 talks about being forced in the right direction. Like it or not, here he comes. Three types of people in this group too. And this is interesting, actually. There's the traveler the peacemaker, and the prisoner. Um, and actually, the traveler dealt with Paul, and it was a farewell journey for Paul. And it brought joy and sorrow to him because Paul knew what lied ahead. He was, he was kind of sensing all the warfare. I think he was kind of seeing everything that was going on around him at present. He was realizing not everybody really wanted to change. But he had to keep pressing on anyway, keep talking to people who did want to listen, people who weren't stuck in this dilapidated, dysfunctional, demonic mindset, heart condition. They didn't want to serve the devil. They, they really wanted to serve Yahweh. And so he kept preaching to the masses that wanted to listen. And then there was the peacemaker. Now check this out. This is really interesting to me. I found this very interesting today with what the Lord showed me. But 
Paul had actually moved. Now, if you know anything about Paul, he always stuck to the rules, right? He always tried to keep the rules. He didn't bend the rules too much. He wasn't, I don't think he was that religious. I think that he was just very loyal to God and respecting his word. But he had moved from, let the will of the Lord be done. <laughs> this is how some leaders are moving into too. Let the will of the Lord be done in this To Do what I tell you to do. Just do what I tell you to do. That's where he'd moved to. Let the will of the Lord be done. Do what I tell you to do. That's where leaders are moving into right now. You want to know why? And you have to ask yourself, was this wisdom from above or earthly wisdom? But I believe it's what leaders are actually um, operating in in this hour because I believe that God knew what was needed for the people, what what the sheep needed to hear. And, and if you know anything about good sheep, I mean, sheep, sometimes leaders have to force sheep in the right direction because of the witchcraft atmospheres around them. Sometimes we have to help people move along to get out of this mess, whether they like it or not. Move on. Come on, baby. Let's get this thing going. Let's get this showing. Trust the Lord of my life. Let's go. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want to stay in this atmosphere. Don't get stuck in C2. So witchcraft is strategically sent in to confuse and bring strife, right? But any good leader that's trusted, even when tough, will lead the sheep through hard battle seasons. But he'll also, they'll show their heart to you. They'll, you'll know they're gods because they care about the soldiers. They love them. Who was like this in World War One and Two? Look at Patton, General MacArthur, Golden My Years, another one, even Winston Churchill. All were very rough and battle-hardened soldiers, but they, they were, they were, they loved the people that served underneath them. They cared about the sheep. They cared about those who served them. And so the soldiers saw their hearts as commanders and their love for God and country. And so they trusted them, even though they got tough on them, because sometimes leaders have to push sheep, whether they like it or not. And if you know that leader's heart, you say, well, well they're, they're consistent in their walk. Now, they're, they're a little rough around the edges or what have you, and, but they make me feel loved. I can trust God on their life. That's what I believe the prodigal sons are being called in for right now to help some of the prodigals. And then there are some of the old guard that's being, that have been hidden <clears throat> that are now being used in this hour. They're being used for the next generation. But, you know, that's what General George S. Patton was used for. The spirits of, and the Lord said in this hour too, that the spirit and the mantles of General George S. Patton, George S. Patton, Golden My Year, and Winston Churchill are being released to the Davids to help those vessels lead during this war season. And these leaders are going to seem rough on the edges, around the edges. But don't be so quick to dismiss them. Because the Lord says, I've instilled them into the earth for such a time as this. As they also carry the mantles of, like I said, Winston Churchill, gold in my ear. And they know how to lead men and women with toughness and strength. They know how to push you out of the old and into the new. They know how to bring things out of you that you didn't even know you had. So then we have the prisoner. So we have the traveler, the peacemaker. Now we've got the prisoner. The prisoner is that, and Paul was grateful for them, but the plan had almost worked until his last day when trouble started to erupt because those caught and imprisoned by the devil began being deceived to work against God's people. And God will still use all these types of people to help you go where he wants you to go. And just like he did with Paul, he used it all as a part of Paul's destiny package to get him to Rome. He was taking him to Rome to walk into destiny. Every one of you have a destiny. You're called to do God's will. So this is what the Lord is still doing today when he's saying, keep walking by faith. Keep going. Don't get stopped by your enemies or those pretending to know me or be me in your life. Those pretending to be God in your life. Trying to play God in your life. You'll know my people by my love. Keep going. Because everything they're bringing against you is an illusion. They don't have the power to stop Christ in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's why they haven't been able to stop you before now. And even up till this point. So during this season of C2, many are beginning to feel the tremendous pressure of moving towards the 9th of Av. The month of Av again starts July 29th as God moves us toward the eye of the needle. 
So from this point on in your journey, people are going to start acting crazy. I'm just giving you a heads up. Very crazy and devilish, meaning everyone who hasn't gotten cleaned up will begin manifesting all over the place. And you've got to learn to maneuver through the garbage. But don't let the devil goad you into strife because of immature believers. Because it'll affect your ability to move forward. If you're emotion-based, this last leg of a journey is going to be very tough because you've chosen to stay earthbound. But for those of you who've gotten free, it's going to be bittersweet because you're going to be endued with resurrection power, says the Lord. It's already happening. And how are you going to learn to continue on moving through this last leg of the journey, the most difficult, difficult section of coming out of C2 into C3. We've started C3 today, actually. You're, it's kind of a, I don't know, a, hop, a, see, a seesaw, if you will, because there's still pressure on the first part of C3. You're going to start implementing major worship, major prayer, major deliverance and inner healing, because there shouldn't be anything or anyone at this point in the ballgame who can dissuade a believer from continuing and fulfilling the duties of Christ. You're too invested. You should be too invested by this point. Too invested in the process to stop. And if you're really invested, you're actually going to see or be willing, not see, you're going to be willing to get free from a few things so that you can actually move faster through God's heart this season. The Lord's saying you have nothing to fear. You have a future, and you're going with me as I enter you into it, says the Lord. Which moves us to Psalms 149, 1-9. The Lord says, you should be praising me. <clears throat> when you praise, and that sounds like a generic can of green beans, but it's not. But when you praise, you give thanks to me. You're showing the devil he has no power over you, nor do his lies. You're showing Satan that you're trusting God all the way through this mess. And that you're still believing in the promises that God told you. God says, I haven't changed my mind and I'm still working on those things you're praying for because I'm going to use you. But since many of God's plans are so big in you, this is why the enemy's fighting you tooth and nail. But God is in the season now where he's taking back what the devil stole from his people. And he's taking back his wealth. Shoot, man, did it stop? Good. Okay. So he's getting ready to give it all back, which is why everybody and their mother's coming at you right now. The Lord's saying, come on, Joseph, keep moving. Keep pressing. Keep pressing through this test. It's almost over and you're almost finished because God's word is your sword as is his praise and it's a weapon during the midst of battle. As his word is a reminder to the devil what he told you, what the Lord told you. It's about your life. Don't lose sight of the promise. Get to the finish line. Which brings us to Proverbs 18.8. The Lord saying, be careful of those, of those who lack courage. The words of a whisperer are like a delicious morsel. They go down to the inward parts of your body. I hope you guys could hear that. I'm hoping I'll, I guess I'll catch it at the very end. Um, but I hope you are encouraged this afternoon. I, I really hope this encouraged you to show you what's going on right now in the body. I know that things are getting tight. I know that things are getting tough. But I also know that God finishes what he starts. And so for those of you who are feeling the pressure of C2 and you're starting to realize what the enemy's been doing, I'm going to encourage you to stay the course. Stay the course. And with that, I think I'm going to let you go because I'm going to go back and listen to see if this thing is uh, still going, but uh, if it's working and flowing correctly. But have a great weekend. Have a great 4th. And I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. And until then, happy 4th of July, guys. Bye-bye.